Self-Care Game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. Hey guys, it's your girl Devin, also known as Simp from Devin, also known as Good News. Okay, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, it's your girl Desiree, also known as It's Desi Cakes, and also known as. Mm, oh, this one time, were you ready? And I'm not. Also known as Stacey Abrams. Okay, 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 Stacey Abrams. Stacey popping up in the Gucci versus Jeezy thing. Right, ain't no what to say. I was just like, look, I'm trying to rap about bricks, okay? <laughs> I get that we're trying to push the vote, but can I just have one one moment, y'all? Look, she had to take she had to take her moment because all of Atlanta was logged on to that. They was. And they asked me to get The whole out South, not just Atlanta. The whole South was yeah. logged in. I mean, everybody that. was on there, but especially Atlanta. And mm-hmm. so Atlanta still need to vote so they could take over the Senate. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats can be in there. I mean, and, I understand. And, and uh, Biden can get some shit done with it. I just thought we was going to have one, one peaceful versus without the politicians being in the comments <laughs> capping. Well, at least you weren't capping because, oh, child. And the other ones with, like, the Patty LaVille and the other ones and Brandy, like, they was capping in them comments. I was like, y'all just trying to encourage us to vote for you. That's right. it. Right. And Fashion Nova and all them. That, oh, oh yeah. Them. They Pretty do be doing things. that. Uh-huh. <sighs> no, y'all don't care about us. Anyways. So, how was your week? My week was... Ooh, child. It was a little trying week. I definitely had some... Well, episodes of my anxiety getting the best of me and just, like, just having to remember to, like, use my coping skills and really just, like, power through. I'm still in school, so that's been... Actually, like, school hasn't been hard, but it's like, damn, do these professors remember, like, it's a whole pandemic going on? Girl, they don't care. They sure don't, because I had a teacher ask us to rewrite our papers. Mm. Like, ma'am, what? That happened to me in that same program. They've done that before. I, I was just like, it's when like all, when everybody don't do it right, they just be like, okay, let's just try this again. Let me clarify the details. Yeah, she literally was like, I'm Which gonna give teacher? you until um, shit. What is her name? This is the new teacher. She's new to the department. I forgot her name, but yeah, she like emailed us on Tuesday and was like, I'm gonna give y'all till Thursday. Ma'am, what? Okay, sure. They do that. It must. Everybody must have got it wrong. Everybody had to write the paper incorrectly. I mean, yeah, it was like some citing issues that she was just like, "Here, I'm giving y'all an example of someone who did it right." <laughs> so this is what y'all need to have it look like. It was like, damn, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, my week was cool. Well, we've been gone for a couple weeks, and a lot of y'all hit me up like, "Dang, where was the episode last week?" And y'all, I'm sorry. I just want to personally apologize. But last weekend, I had to do the EMDR training. I just did not have the capacity to um, record at all. 
So yeah, that happened. I did. I started my phase one of EMDR training, and it's really, really good. And I'm so. And I usually use this training for like white men that have PTSD from like the war, or like typically white people are the only ones that have like access to this type of um, therapy technique because it really helps with PTSD and trauma. So I think this is gonna be a real game changer for my clients because you know I serve like a black population mm-hmm. and we got a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be like really helpful for my clients because it's Can necessary. Can you tell the people what it stands for? EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization um, Reprocessing. And it's basically like when you go into REM sleep, your eyes um, go, it moves really fast. So it's rapid eye movement. And that's the best way to process unconscious um, material. So when something traumatic happens to you, your brain stores it with the same thoughts, feelings, emotions, wooty woo, all that. So if something comes up as a reminder, um, basically your trigger and your anxiety comes up, that's basically with PTSD. So the EMDR training takes the, like the same eye movements that you do in REM sleep mm-hmm. and help you reprocess those traumatic experiences where it's not that distressing anymore. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, re- it's a lot. Like, it opens up your neurological pathways and all that. And we had to get practice on last weekend. So, that's why I didn't have no energy to do it. Like, the next day, the first couple days afterwards, I was kind of weird. But it helped. I reprocessed some stuff, like, from my own trauma. And, like, it helped. Like, I don't even look at the situation the way that I did anymore. <laughs> so, when they... Did the process on you, is it like that? them just like talking to you while you sleep? No, I'm not asleep. I'm like sitting there and then they tell me to bring up a distressing something that really bothers me. And then they do the little eye movements. I explain it and then it was like, okay, so what came up for you? And then I talk about it and they, okay, go with that feeling. They do it again. And then it's literally like your own brain is doing the healing. So, for example, it was a lady in my group that had um, a distressing memory of when she was like at her grandma's house. And basically at her grandma's house, um, it wasn't the cleanest. You know how some grandmas are just not that clean. And they, they're they like quarters. Mm-hmm. And she had a roach in her ice cube in her drink oh for Kool-Aid. <laughs> yes. And basically ever since then like that was like very distressing for her because she felt like her grandma like made her drink it anyways but she sat there and reprocessed it and then she was just like you know i'm i see myself in the room now and i'm noticing like the adults wasn't really paying attention so she was like i don't i don't think she made me do it I feel like she didn't hear me so this is after rounds and rounds so it's just crazy to see like how our brain tucks away things like that in traumatic situations and we make it like very negative rather than actually realizing I don't think she heard me or like something like that or for example with me I reprocess I really hate it when people don't text me back. Like, it it aggravates me. And that's what I started with. And they made me bring up the first memory of that. And in some kind of way, it went all the way back to my dad and me feeling abandoned about my dad. And then after a while, I was just like, my dad didn't abandon me, though. And then I said, like, the reasons why he didn't. And then I was just like, damn, my brain really, like, did that on its own. Like, the the therapist does not suggest anything. All they do is, like basically open up your neurological pathways yeah i wouldn't do that shit 
You wouldn't? I, I said I want to. It's easy. You need to find a therapist to do it. Mm-hmm. I can practice on you. Oh, shit. I when, can. When are you done with the training? I can practice now. I already know how to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, they said we can practice on people. So, yeah. That's what my week has been like. And, you know, I submitted my hours. I'm about to open mm-hmm. my private practice in January. So, I had a pretty good week. Okay. I had a good week. Meanwhile, I, you know, I was decorating my house for Christmas. I said I wasn't going to decorate, and the bitch went out. And... I sure was like, I'm glad she decorated. <laughs> I'm glad she wasn't no Grinch. Girl, because I was just, I don't know. Like, I just was like, it's weird, because before 2020 came, I, well, before, like, the pandemic and stuff, I was like, I'm not going to do Christmas this year. And <coughs> I was feeling that way. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> my allergies bother me, if y'all can't see them. But, yeah, I was just feeling that way just for some reason. And now... I'm happy I, I decorated because I feel more like in the spirit and stuff. So it's just like happier. I look, I like my lights and my glitters. Okay. But yeah. All right. So let's get into the media. We have quite a bit to catch up on. For starters, Joe Biden has won the presidency for, like, the 16th time this year. Girl, I don't know why they keep having all these recount of votes and all that stuff. That was a waste of time. But did you see on the in the news where it said a source close to Donald Trump says he know he lost, he just dragging it out because the Democrats did the same thing to him when he won? You know, I, I believe that to be true. Because he's like, petty. Like, honestly, he's just annoying. I can't wait for his ass to get out. And I hope that he really, like, stands firm and decides to be dragged out because I want them to, like, show that. (laughs) I want to watch it. I want somebody to go live. But, um, yeah. He's weird. So, also, AMA declared racism a public health threat. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That's major, but still, wow. 2020, I just realizing racism is a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a huge step. It's a huge step. And AMA is, um, that's American Medical Association. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just basically important for us to realize, like, the effects that racism has on black people in society because it's not just from white people like it's also from other races as well mm-hmm. and it's just like you know it just trigger it trickles down into generational traumas and all of that so i'm glad that it's now being officially a public health threat because it is a health threat it is it really is when you, especially when you think about like black women um and labor and how they die in labor and stuff a lot of us pass away from in during labor and all that stuff because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or even just like it don't even have to be pregnancy because I, I mean pregnancy is like getting a lot of um news coverage and just like awareness now which is great but it's also other like serious health issues like even with covid like it's just mm-hmm. a, a matter of our symptoms with anything medically not being taken as serious because people Ooh, think girl. that. girl. I've had my own experiences. Because I know when um, 
when it was like when I first moved to Dallas in 2014, I had a UTI, and everybody, every woman has a UTI, had had a UTI, and I knew I had one because you know you can feel it, like mm-hmm. you can tell when you have a UTI. And I went to the doctor and I told him. And he was like, have you had unprotected sex lately? And I was like, yeah. At the time, I had, like, a boyfriend. Yeah, I have. And he was like, okay, well, it may. I think it's an STD, so I'm going to give you um, antibiotics for an STD, and we're going to run your lab test and boo-to-boo. So I was just like, okay. I just took it. And then it spread. It was a UTI. This test came back negative. It, it took forever for them to call me back and be like, oh, your test came back negative. It took them a week. But by then, it spread to my kidneys. I got a fever, and I had to be hospital. I had to get hospitalized. And I was out of school. This was my first semester in grad school. I was out of grad school for a month. Girl. Like, I literally almost died. And my and when I went to the emergency room, they told me if I would have waited, like, another day, like, my one of my kidneys probably would have failed. So that's why now I have, like, um, I have, I'm prone to UCIs now. Mm. Like, I can get it really easily. Wow. <laughs> Hell no. It's just, just stuff like that. Like, how you gonna tell me I had an STD, mm-hmm. bitch? I didn't. I told you I had a UTI. Yeah. My mama was ready. She was like, we need to sue him. Like, for real. <laughs> I really had a case. I really could have, but yeah. it's too late now. Yeah, it just sucks because, like, I know so many people that have had, like, different experiences. Whether it's, like, with, like you said, just something as simple as a UTI. Like, that's a simple fix like you could have easily just been given the proper medication and and got that taken care of instead of racking up medical bills exactly when it's too late but missing grad school couldn't work nothing i couldn't even watch mocha like one of my friends had to watch mocha that whole month damn that's crazy it was um so yeah that's that's a big step for it to be declared a public health threat so um 50 cent was offered one million to vouch for trump Girl, yeah, I seen that video. He was on the Breakfast Club and he was talking about it, and he was like, um, they offered him one million to vouch for him. He was like, he never um said it, confirmed or denied if he voted for him or not. Um, I think he was honestly trolling. I really feel like Fifty Cent was trolling because mm-hmm. when you listen to Fifty Cent in interviews and stuff, he not dumb. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent is actually very intelligent. Yeah. I just think he just likes to troll and fuck with people, honestly. Yeah. And he and they was like, so you think Trump um, paid Lil Wayne? He was like, definitely. He was like, Lil Wayne got some money. Yeah. But he denied it because he was like, I'm just thinking about how it's going to affect me and like my other businesses, like, you know, my shows and stuff like that. He was like, I was not fit to do that. But yeah, you still trolling. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't think, but personally, I don't think he voted for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think well, he voted, probably. Yeah, you he just probably did vote. Because little, little Pimp didn't vote. Yeah. <laughs> little, they little don't understand pump. how damaging that is, though. Like, you got people that really look up to you mm-hmm. and, like, will follow you, literally. Yeah. So. And Trump, and it was Little Pump, but Trump called him Little Pimp because he didn't know who the hell he was. But the important thing was, he is in touch with the younger generation that's like, uh-huh. this is their first time voting. Like, these are like the 18-year-olds, the 19, 20. Like, he was trying to get that age group to vote for him. And it's just like, people are, like, ridiculous. But... Yeah, but now uh, Little Wayne's in jail, he, or got like arrested for girl for some shit in Florida. I think it was in Florida, girl. Something related to like a gun charge. Or, He's really sick, girl. I don't know, but I'm just like, you better call Trump. That too, but that nigga really sick. I think he has a serious. 
substance use disorder. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. So, but speaking of rap niggas, um, the Gucci vs. Jeezy, um, the Gucci vs. Jeezy, what was it? Versus? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Versus. It was really good. Um, it was tense. It was tense. <laughs> And it seemed like they squashed the beef. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lot of opinions surrounding that that made me feel some type of way. Because, honestly, I listened to Gucci and Jeezy, but I grew up more on Gucci with my uncles and my older sister and all that. And I love me some Gucci. Like, I'm not going to stunt. I love me some trap music like that. It seemed like Jeezy is more like motivational trap. Mm-hmm. And Gucci is more like... Quarter brick, half a brick, whole brick. Hey, (laughs) and I love Gucci, but a lot of people were saying stuff about Gucci um, being immature, and you can tell from like the real estate and the jewelry comment because Gucci man was like, "I got ten million dollars in jewelry on ten thousand dollars, no five million dollars in jewelry, ten thousand dollars in um, clothing on," and then Jesus was like, "So I own half of Atlanta." And then a lot of people was calling him a difference between a man and a boy for that. And then they also talked about how immature and disrespectful it was for how Gucci responded to um, how he played that diss song where he was talking about um, Jeezy dead best friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I have some feelings about that. And you know I do, friend. I have some feelings about that that I want to talk about on the podcast real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the way you looking at me, I'm like, oh shit, what's she finna say? <laughs> well, first of all, I feel like the media really invalidated Gucci's experience and feelings with the whole rap beef mm-hmm. because uh, people forget the history. Gucci and Jeezy got into it over the So Icy song. Mm-hmm. Um, the rights for it. Yeah, the rights for it. And they went back and forth about that. And then, you know, talking mess and songs about it. And because of that, Jeezy put a bounty on Gucci head to mm-hmm. get him killed, literally. And he sent his best friend and, like, some of his other, you know, partners to go do it. Yeah. But they were unsuccessful. His best friend was running away. Gucci shot, shot him in the back. Yeah. Allegedly. So, allegedly. No, that's... Well, yeah, allegedly. Well, the, the alleged <laughs> part is that if Jeezy sent him, because Jeezy claimed that he didn't know yeah. anything about... Yeah, Jeezy denied all claims. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, mm, allegedly, like we said, and people forget that Jeezy literally tried to get Gucci killed. Yeah. And that was... It took a lot for him... I feel like it took a lot for him to get on that stage, even if he was, he was petty. And Gucci already told Jeezy what was up when he was... But when he agreed to do the battle. Yeah. So, it's hard to just be like, I yeah. forget somebody tried to kill you. Yeah, like you literally six feet away from someone who put a hit out on you. And like, then on top of that, like, why would I feel sorry? Why would I have remorse for your best friend to try to kill me? Right. Like, it was me or him, <laughs> like, when it come down to exactly. it. Exactly. Like, no, I don't have no remorse. So, like, I understand it. I think... What what people need to understand is that no matter how long it's been, 15, 20 years, whatever, like, that's a hard pill to swallow. Like, it to, is. To forgive. We don't forgive nobody for gossiping about us. We don't give no, forgive nobody for sleeping with our men. Mm-hmm. Like, and those are, like, minor in comparison to someone putting a bounty on you. Like, mm-hmm. that's a whole different level. That's, like... You anywhere you go, you looking over your shoulder. Yeah, like you you don't feel safe nowhere. Like that's a whole different level. But 
Yeah, I do agree what people were saying about. I just think that it just showed two different types of uh, black people. You know, the yeah. black the black the black people that are trying to build generational wealth. And you know, doing it in different different ways, and I, and then the black people that are just like flashy and short with their money. Not to say that um, Gucci isn't building generational wealth, yeah. But like, I think he's doing both, honestly. Yeah. And when you that rich, you can do stuff like that. Yeah. And Jeezy is just like he's over that phase of like. I feel like he's trying to rebrand himself, so he's trying to seem like Mr. Mature Man, which is cool. Um, but at the same time, don't do Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad that they like squash it. I don't, I don't think they'll ever be like besties Friends, or like, yeah. like some people was talking about maybe we'll get an album. And, no, no, I no. Don't, I don't think we we don't even need all that. <laughs> I just, I don't even want to put. I just don't want. Gucci went through enough going up there being triggered like that. Yeah, I thought he was triggered honestly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I felt like he was just on defense mode because I mean, who wouldn't be on defense? And if you think about it, you up here listening to songs that remind you of a period where you almost got killed, mm-hmm. where you was in a different place. He was on drugs and all that. Right. Who would not get triggered? Yeah. He, and like, Gucci has came a long way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on both sides, they were probably getting triggered. And Jesus has Jeezy has probably worked through all that. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you hearing songs that people used to taunt you with. Yeah. And like, so, yeah, like, it's... Either way, it was good. I'm glad nothing happened because at one point, like, girl, Jeezy kept saying, let me tell you something. <laughs> and and I, was just like, I don't know. I, friend, I don't know. Jeezy would have, I, I put my money on Gucci. If oh, yeah. would have broken. Oh, yeah, because Gucci never sat down. And, you know, Gucci in shape now, he probably, mm-hmm. was, he probably was just making sure he could clear that stage. Yep. He probably was ready to jump over there at any moment. At any moment. So, yeah. But, Speaking of ref beef, because um, Jeezy did bring this up, saying we got to do this for the culture. Um, we did have some rappers that passed um, these past couple weeks. King Von. I didn't know of him until it came out. Mm-hmm. But I've had, when I heard one of his songs, I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard this song before. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unfortunate. He left behind um, a son. And he was Asian Doll's man, allegedly. Yeah. And then also, is it MO3? Yeah. MO3 from Dallas. Or is it Mo3? MO3? I don't know if it's Mo3 or MO3. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. I had never heard of him either. <laughs> oh, I've heard of him. Oh, sorry. He's allergies. <laughs> he's a Dallas rapper, right? Yeah, I've heard of his music. He's He can sing his ass off. He can sing? He's a singer, yeah. Oh, I and he's he a rapper. Rap. No, he can sing. You need, and like, when he, when he sing, you can hear that. The pain from the hood living oh. in his voice. No, he can sing his ass off. And what's crazy is he recently just did a video that was dropping like the next day or like soon um, of him. Basically, he was on, you know, when I guess a morgue when they look at your body when you're dead. And he was on there. And he got shot. And it was like the news saying, um, MO3 just got shot. And I was like, what? And he... I don't. I hate to say this, y'all. The tongue is a powerful thing. Mm-mm. Okay. Sure is, and I'm gonna be a millionaire. That's. Oh. that's that look, speak nice. I'm gonna things. be. I'm gonna be a billionaire. Okay, but that's <laughs> unfortunate that they passed. And then, um, Boosie got shot when he came down here for the candlelight for Mo3. He got shot in the leg, and he just got out of surgery, so he's good now. And then some other rapper got shot in Houston. I'm not sure. 
But it's just, Dallas has been on one, though, with these shootings, though. Like, it's just, I saw somebody say, I would go out this weekend, but Dallas done turned into Zone 6. And I was like, yeah, Dallas has been doing the most. Yeah. It it's really has been, like, crazy. And it's weird because, like, living here, I mean, granted, I don't live, like, in the city of Dallas. But just, like, being here is you don't get that vibe. Like, so anytime, like, I see, like, violence, and I think there was, like, seven shootings, like, outside of, like, these uh-huh. rappers. It was, like, other They just people called a that serial had... killer. Yeah, oh. and I was just, like, like, Dallas? Like, I I come to Dallas every week. I think niggas is bored. I live in Dallas. Yeah, and it's, like, I mean, you go to the grocery store, you go, you ain't thinking about none of this shit because that's I not the I live near norm. the hood, really. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, the violence will stop, and I don't know what's going on, but I just need people to calm down. Yeah, I think the police has, like, implemented some type of task force to help, like, bring down the yeah the violence. That's crazy. So, also, um, that came up is Summer Walker is pregnant, which we all knew, but at the same time, people, women should be able to announce, especially celebrity women, we they should be have the they should be able to announce that they're pregnant when they want to. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to be like down their throat like, "Bitch, you pregnant?" Yeah, I think what bothers people is when the celebrities be trying they be out and about and be trying to hide it. Which oh, this is horrible. Um, like I I get that because it's like okay, we can kind of see that you got a bump. I remember when Cardi B was trying to hide hers. And like certain outfits, she was she was performing and everything. Since you pregnant, yeah. Then she um come out on SNL like when she performed on SNL. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. cute. That was, that was cute. cute. But like before that, it was kind of coming out a little bit. It was like all these whispers and rumors. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Her and London on the track unfollow each other every other month. So yeah, she needs to work through whatever she whatever anxiety she got. She needs to go to therapy. And yeah. actually get treated. But speaking of Cardi B, she just won Woman of the Year um, by on Billboard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people talking mess about that. But, like, Cardi earned it. And she, the last black woman that won um, Woman of the Year was Beyonce. So. Cardi has earned it. Like, you know, she gave, um, she made a video on Instagram, on her Instagram page, talking about, you know, all these people was talking, like, so much shit about WAP and, like, oh, my gosh, you're so vulgar. And I had all these, like, politicians talking shit about it. And she was like, and look, like, it changed the world. And I'm like, you know what, sis? I'm not mad at you. It really did. It it, it empowered us, honestly. And somebody on Twitter was like, we really haven't got to experience WAP in a club environment yet. So imagine how lit that would be to be in a club. And hear wop. Yeah. Bitch, I can already see me bending over, touching my toes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, anytime you have a song that's that, that explicit and they still playing it on the radio, bitch, you winning. Yeah. Even wet and even the edited version, wet and gushy. <laughs> Girl, we know what you're talking about, sis. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, congrats to her. She she honestly deserves it. Mm-hmm. She's been working hard. And, you know, she does her thing. Like, she have her moments, but she's still a hard-working-ass bitch, so. She is. So, and then also, what happened these past couple of weeks is Monique, an interview came out with Monique, um, you know, the comedian, where she was just basically explaining why she called her husband dad. 
And she was just like, she he basically been like a father figure to her. And like, she started crying. It was so weird. <laughs> it was the most disturbing thing that I had to listen to. Like, it was, it was uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah. It gave me R. Kelly vibes, for sure. Because I felt like R. Kelly felt in a way like he was raising them girls. And yeah, for her to say like he's he teaches me lessons and he put you know he pulls me into the room and it's just me and him and he tells me stuff and he'd be like, well, did I say anything that's not true? And she's like, no, it's all true. And she was like, yeah, he's raising me. And I was like, Monique, you are grown. Like I understand what she was trying to say, but like, just how about you go to therapy? How about you just work out whatever issues so that way you ain't got to look at your man as your father figure. Because that's exactly. weird. That's, yeah, that's unhealthy attachments. Like, your partner should be teaching you stuff, yes. But raising you, that's a whole different level. Yeah. So, yeah, in other news, other weird shit, um, Britney Spears... Um, what happened with Britney Spears? She lost, um, girls, she's been trying to fight for her rights to just her, her life. From her dad. Yeah. apparently they have a very and, toxic and relationship. Yeah, her parents, like, own, they basically own her ass. And like, they make all decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think she wants to put out music again. Uh, and I think she they won't give it to her because of her mental health. And I know a lot of people are like... Oh, that's so sad. And it's very sad that she can't even have control of her her own life. But I'm wondering, what is it that is that bad to the point where she cannot have rights over her life? Because you know how hard it is to take somebody's rights? Yeah. And it's pretty easy to get them back to if you can prove that you're not a vegetable. Yeah. Like, you literally got to be a vegetable to get your rights taken away. Or, like, you got to really be, like in danger and harming yourself or someone else on a consistent basis like i want to research it more because there's so many like you know with her fans you know britney fans are like heavy like it's Mm -hmm. you know they they deep like the beehive and there's so many like conspiracies and like theories that they all have about what's going on and like i've been seeing shit where it's like basically they've um her family has allegedly been plotting on her since she was a kid, like, controlling everything and, like, taking, you know, ownership and rights of stuff and all of that. So, I don't know. She said that she's refusing to perform until she earns back her rights. And, I mean, like, bless you. I, I mean, I feel the same way. Like... Yeah, I wouldn't perform. Because you're basically either. being a puppet at that point. I'm sure she's tired of being a puppet, so... I don't know, but it it's just I don't weird. know, but have you seen her on her lives and the videos she make? I've seen some of them. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I wonder if it's like some freaky thing where like you know those movies where like um they just like dope a person up and they be putting uh. people on medication and be like, Oh yeah, you have XYZ, like here you have to take these medications every day and like it don't be shit wrong with the person, it's just like the people controlling them are like fucked up in the head i don't know like it's just so many different possibilities of what could be going on but it's just crazy to think of it is it's crazy to like for her to be like a celebrity going through this and and us to not know her to be crazy like yeah yeah, she had that incident of like 
um, you know, cutting her hair off. I mean, but but yeah. that's all of us. From my understanding, <laughs> allegedly she's bipolar. Yeah, but she know. would have to be bipolar to like a heavy, like you know, like she would have to be. It could high be on severe. It could. I'm not surprised. Most celebrities do have bipolar. Yeah. I want to say Justin Bieber got it too. Yeah, but I feel like she. I think it has something to do with that fame. We have to talk about that. We have to do an episode fame and and mental disorders. Yeah, girl, I don't know, but shit, prayers for Britney Spears. Okay, because like that's free my nigga Britney. Okay, if, if if she's okay and competent, we don't even know. Yeah, we really don't. That's what I'm saying. From my experience of working in like as a crisis worker and working with the courts and stuff, in order for you to get your rights taken away, you got to be really sick. You got to be very sick. I don't know. But I mean, it's also easy to get them back if you can prove that you're sane. But like when we when we think of Britney Spears, like she had a whole marriage and like kids, and she still got custody of the kids and stuff. Like I think they have shared custody, so Girl, it's just like know. weird that she. We got to do our research and figure it out. Whew, but in Black Excellence, a mama just drops his new book, mm-hmm. and I heard it's good. And he did a really good interview with Oprah. So, that's our forever president. Y'all go support Obama. I can't remember the name of it. I'm looking it up right now. Um, it's called A Promised Land. Yeah, I need to get it. Actually, I'm going to wait till it come out on Audible. Because that's how I listen to... I listen to Michelle Obama book on Audible. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. I listened to Gabrielle it's Union. It's on Audible. It is? Mm-hmm, I'm looking right now. Okay, well, I'm going to download it. Because um, I think Ashley got a code for, like, a free download. So, y'all going to use her code. But... Michelle Obama book was so good because, you know, she read it. And then mm-hmm. also Gabby, Gabrielle Union, she has a good one. She read her own book. I like listening to books who actually, yeah. by the people who wrote them. Yeah, I listened to Charlemagne's book because he um, narrated it himself. It does add to, like, the effect of the book. But also, if you are going to buy a hard copy of the book, um, make sure that you, if you can, find a black-owned bookstore and try to purchase from them. I know a lot of times we go to like Barnes and Nobles mm-hmm. or um and all those other like big name places, mm-hmm. but we also have to support our local black businesses because like stuff like this, especially with like a bestseller book like this, that yeah. can really do wonders for black book stores, which there aren't yeah. a lot out here, but they a lot of them have online websites. So, you know, just shoot, you can order the book and listen to Audible. Yeah. You're probably going to want a copy just for the coffee table anyway. Yeah, for sure. So, yep. Okay, so let's get into the main segments. Okay, so for the main segment today, we're going to talk about ADD and ADHD, which is short for Attention Deficient hyperactivity disorder so it's two different types is either ADD which is just attention deficient disorder and attention deficient hyperactivity disorder and the difference is with one of them with the hyperactivity one you just more hyper mm-hmm. so yeah we're gonna talk about this because um there was a tweet that was brought up the other day um and I had some feelings about it <laughs> I mean, Desiree, we had a short conversation about it. Um, can you read the tweet? Yeah, so the tweet says, crazy how, crazy to think how many 
people have been, how many girls are taking antidepressants or anxiety medicine when the real root of the problem is most likely misdiagnosed ADHD because ADHD is seen as a boy disorder. Yeah. And she's right about, like, ADHD is seen more as a boy disorder and does have that bias along with it. Um, But also, at the same time, I don't know, it just runs more, like, research shows, it just runs more men. But also, the research could be biased. They could have just did research on more men than women. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know, who knows? But um, it just... um, brought up made me think because a lot of times lack of focus and having a hard time paying attention it's a symptom of a lot of other mental diagnoses so there's a lot of doctors even believe that there's no such thing as ADD a lot of doctors do believe that mm-hmm. um I wouldn't necessarily go that far and say that yeah but I do think it may I think I kind of think in kids it's overdiagnosed and I think in adults it may be underdiagnosed but I don't think everybody in their mama got ADD or ADHD like they think they do I think people just got anxiety but anyways let's first go into like the diagnostic criteria of ADD um and ADHD so, one of the first one is, um, if you're the first criteria is um, fails to give close attention to details or makes careless mistakes in schoolwork, at work, and during other activities. So, for example, they overlook or miss details, and work is often inaccurate. So that's the first one. Then, um, it, the second one is often has difficulty sustaining attention in tasks or play activities. Um, for example, they have a hard time remaining focused during lectures, conversations, or lengthy reading. Um, and then um, another one is often does not seem to listen when spoken to directly. So mine seems elsewhere, even in the absence of any obvious distraction. And you know, when I was reading this, I've had a, I had my uh, psychiatrist suggest that I have ADD. <laughs> and I'm reading the diagnostic criteria and I was like, you know what, this nigga may be right. But at the same time, I think I'm just anxious. Um, cause especially the part where it, the one that I just said, um, it, it has, a hard, they often have a hard time listening when spoken directly to, because if you know me and you Girl. close to me, you know, I just be, I'll be here for a little bit and then I just be like, okay, y'all, let me think about I'm something. Shady, y'all man. heard me do this on the show <laughs> with this, right? And don't ever get in the car with Devin, child. What? Girl, you your phone like you function your phone like you're not driving. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, like you literally be you don't miss nothing. You don't miss a beat. <laughs> mm, that's crazy. Maybe I, I need to break that habit. Yeah, that that one would be one to break. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, another symptom is they often um do not follow through on instructions and fails to finish schoolwork, chores, duties in the workplace. So they may start tasks but quickly lose focus and easily get sidetracked. Um, and then often has difficulty organizing tasks and activities. So difficulty managing 
um, tasks, difficulty keeping materials and belongings in order, messy, disorganized, and has poor time management and fails to meet deadlines. These are some symptoms, child. And then often avoids, dislikes, or is reluctant in engaging in tasks that require sustained mental effort. So this may be schoolwork, homework, preparing reports, completing forms, writing lengthy papers. And then also often loses things necessary for tasks or activities like school materials, pencils, books, tools, wallets, keys, papers, <laughs> eyeglasses. Ooh, oh my gosh, y'all. This is bad. This is horrible. Anyways, and then next is often easily distracted by a strainous um, stimuli. Um, so it may include like unrelated thoughts and then often forgetful in daily tasks. So doing chores, running errands. Returning calls, paying bills, keeping appointments. Yeah. And so basically, to meet the criteria, you have to have six or more of what Devin just listed as far as the um, the symptoms. And then um, and they have to have persisted for at least six months to a degree that is inconsistent with the developmental level. Yeah. And you also got to have like a certain amount of these. Yeah. And it has to, like, negatively impact social and ac- academic slash occupational activities. So, yeah. basically, like, it can't just be, like, you know, I feel like a lot of times all of us have a lack, a lack of function. Uh, not function, but focus. Where mm-hmm. we all get distracted. Especially now, like, we live in a world where we're on our phones. Yeah. Like, and we have instant access to information. Mm-hmm. We don't have patience because we're used to, like everything popping up within seconds and so so like it's easy for all of us to have a lack of focus because Mm -hmm. it's just it's just so much going on now i mean you you think about when we were young like the only reason you knew celebrity gossip was if you read the the news the newspaper that only came out um every so often or like you know those little word up books and all that Mm -hmm. magazines or on the radio yeah, but now it's we like at, at our fingertips. Yeah, and we get so much. We take in so much information, so and much it's hard to like. Yeah, and it's hard to unless you meditate. It's hard for you to like calm yourself down. So like, if you are always on ten because you're getting so much stimulation, then like, yeah, you kind of have a lack of focus because you just used to like bouncing yeah. from thing to thing. Like our um, mama be telling us, it's because you ain't always in that phone. And it literally is. <laughs> it literally is. Like, for real. That's, that's you and that phone. That's my is really right about. <laughs> yeah, you and that phone. That's what it is. So, Desiree definitely got a point with that. It's, it could just because we, a lot of people think they may have it because of just type of society that we live in now. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that everybody has ADD or ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, then also. Um, and some people just aren't detail-oriented. So you have to take that into account as well because that was one of the things listed about how it's hard for certain people to, you know, organization Mm -hmm. or skills or, like, paying attention to details. And it's like, some people just aren't those people. Like, I'm not the detail-oriented person, like, at all. Like, I'm very high-level. People try to say I'm type A, but I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I think I'm kind of, like, in the middle. Yeah, I think you're in the middle. I think that you're type A, but you... You kind of glaze over like certain small details. Yeah. But you get the, you get a bulk of it. Yeah. I think I'm type A when I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I think you type A, but you also like just like 
are like hyper like not hyper but like you just like are like fast like you get stuff done so, oh yeah so like you type a but it's like you're not a perfectionist yeah i'm definitely not one you, you just make sure you get stuff done yeah and then the second part is diagnostic criteria for the hyperactivity and the impulsivity um and the first one is often fidget or taps hands or feet or squirms in seat often leaves seat in sit, often leaves seat in situations when remaining seated is expected okay so instead of like being like instead of sitting down when you're supposed to like at work or school like you're mm-hmm. trying to move around mm-hmm. often runs about or climbs in situations where it's inappropriate <laughs> often able to play unable to play or engage in leisure activities quietly is often on the go acting as if driven by a motor for example is unable to um to be or uncomfortable for extended for or be still for extended period of time i cannot read so for example in restaurants meetings and stuff like that often talks a lot Often blurts out an answer before a question has been completed. Mm-hmm. Often has difficulty waiting on his or her turn wait while waiting in line. Oh, my gosh, friend. Often interrupts or intrudes on others. So, but since a conversation, games, activity. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you having a revelation of it? Uh, yeah. I hate to even sound like so head-ass. A but bitch like, may but- have ADHD. <laughs> But, like, reading this, is you can also see how easily it's over-diagnosed with children. Because, yeah. like, I'm, we all know ki- kids that hit six Ds, like, mm-hmm. easily. But they're kids. Like, they're that's kids. They're supposed to yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. Now, if they're still doing that when they get past the age of, like, knowing better and, like, mm-hmm. being able to, like, know the appropriate times and, mm-hmm. you know, place of thing, then, okay, maybe, but... these are all just like things that every kid does yeah but yeah now that we're reading it because when me and you had this discussion um i was telling you how i've had two therapists tell me that i possibly do have adhd because like of my lack of focus and everything Mm -hmm. but now that we're reading this i don't really think i do i don't i don't don't think that it's to the extent I think if I have it, it's very functional for me. Yeah. I think that it's probably always been there, and I've just learned to, like, use it to my advantage, to where it's, like, yeah. it's so ingrained in me that it doesn't really affect anything. Mm-hmm. See, I've had all of my therapists tell me this. They alluded to it in, when I was in school. Doctors told me. Psychiatrists. I've never been formally diagnosed, but they always just been, like, they hinted, oh, you may have ADD. And, you know... Because I know it's overdiagnosed, I always just be like, um, it's my anxiety. But I'm the exact opposite. I'm reading these symptoms. I'm like, this sounds just like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my friends can probably be like, yeah, friend, you do a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, and that's not, and it's not a but bad thing But I think I'm functional. Either. I think I'm high functioning with it. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, it just means that you just need, like, help focusing. Well, not you, but, like, anyone who yeah. has this. It just needs help functioning, uh, focusing. But to be honest, 
it's very easy for right now at this point in society for people to feel like they have ADHD mm-hmm. because a lot of people are working from home and find it hard to focus working from home. And yeah. it's like you are probably just not used to, you know, I forgot what the term is, but like the office sounds and like how when you're in the office, it makes you want to work. Yeah. Because you're surrounded by your coworkers. You hear yeah. like the fax machine, the printers, mm-hmm. all that, like that work environment makes you want to work. So then you're at home and you hear a dishwasher or like you, you know, you want to do wash some clothes. Like that doesn't mean you have yeah. ADHD. That just means that you just at home. And you thinking about shit that you could do now that you don't have to wait until you get off work to do anymore. Yeah, true. Very true. So, yeah, those are the symptoms. Um, I think, if anything, I, I probably got ADHD. I do have the hyperactivity, unfortunately. But anyways, um, like we said, there is gender bias. Um, men are diagnosed so about five percent of children are diagnosed with adhd and 2.5 percent of adults um i'm trying to find the one about men real quick with gender so with um males are diagnosed more frequent than females in the general population with a ratio of two to one in children and one to six 1.6 to one in adults so, and females are also more likely to present primarily with inattentive features rather than the hyperactivity, which may be why women are not diagnosed as much mm-hmm. because it's, it can get passed by because most women are not hyper along with right. it. Right. Right. Exactly. So, there's that on that one. But this is also um, a bias. I think there's a gender bias. I think there's an age bias with it. Um, like I said, I think some adults are probably underdiagnosed with ADHD because, I, I mean, a lot of us are higher functioning and we can, it doesn't really, it impacts our daily functions, but it doesn't impact it to the point where we can't get things done. Mm-hmm. So, and the whole point of having like a mental diagnosis, well, AD, ADD and ADHD, this is a like a neurological diagnosis. It's not really mental. It is, but it's more like neurological. Um the whole point of getting diagnosed with a disorder, like, it has to impair your daily functioning. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, that means it's not really a diagnosis. You know what I mean? That means it's manageable. It's managed. So, yeah. Yeah. So, basically, you only should be getting diagnosed if you actually need help for it. Yeah. Versus, like, if you are able to function with it just fine, like, there's no need to, like, go and try to get formally diagnosed yeah. for it unless you are seeking treatment for it and that's why i haven't gotten for my psychiatrist actually wanted to do a test and i was just like mm, i don't think i want to do that <laughs> <laughs> i really don't want to do it and i haven't done it and so it just is what it is yeah. but some symptoms um of adhd and add are very similar to anxiety very similar so for example like difficulty concentrating um, feeling irritable, um, restlessness, and struggling with social skills due to social anxiety. So, it's really easy for you to, like, have these symptoms think, oh my gosh, like, I can't focus, I can't concentrate because I have ADHD, but it's like, really, it could be just your anxiety mm-hmm. acting up, and it shows up in your body first. So, you know, it's probably something going on with your body. You're probably feeling, like, anxious or, like, really, you know, just tense or something. 
And then that can make you not focus on something that you're supposed to be focused on. And it's not because mm-hmm. of ADHD. It's because your anxiety is kicking in. Yeah. And then one way how you can tell the difference, like anxiety is mostly like mental. Um, you may have some physical um, symptoms. But ADHD, like I said, it's a neurological disorder. So it's more so like sensory overstimulation. Mm-hmm. So it's just like if you get this, if it's like just too many noises for you, like that may be that's more so neurological or you know what I mean. So stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So it's it can be like too many things going on in your environment. It could be like transitioning from one activity to the next and stuff like that. So it can definitely get confused with anxiety. It can also be confused with depression as well. Um, cause depression has one, like we said before, one of the symptoms of depression is lack of focus as well. So, and it's, it's called cognitive constriction. So inability to concentrate and have poor concentration. So that's very common with mood disorders as well. Also very common with bipolar disorder, um, especially like in a manic episode, like it can definitely Mm -hmm. mimic ADHD or ADD. Um, autism um, disorder is also paired typically a lot with ADHD, which makes sense. But yeah. it's also a symptom of it. So it's just like, uh, so with lack of focus being such a prominent symptom in all these mental diagnoses, like it's really hard to just be diagnosed with that. Right. Like it really is. Because it's a symptom, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's like coughing. Yeah. Like, you could have a cough, and it could be, like, a, a million different things. Yeah. Anywhere from, like, a common cold to, like, bronchitis. Like, it, it could be... It falls into the category of so many things. So, like, just having a lack of focus doesn't mean that you have ADHD or ADD. At all. So, you also have... It can be misdiagnosed, but it can also be a dual diagnosis. So, it can be diagnosed with... It's typically, like I said, common with, like, autism or anxiety or depression or stuff like that but that's why it's like very important to find like a psychiatrist not i wouldn't even say get diagnosed with this by a therapist i'll say go to a psychiatrist to find a psychiatrist that you are comfortable with to get tested and get properly diagnosed so that's really the first step of that and treatment typically consists of it can be like for some people adhd an antidepressant may help them, or anxiety medication may help them, or Adderall may help them, or it may not. It just depends because everybody has different brain chemistry and different things work for different people. So it's a lot of different treatments. But unfortunately, um, I really don't think it's like a natural way to deal with it unless like just kind of just prioritizing your task, um, having a distraction-reduced environment, Maybe um, having, like, a balanced diet, making sure you're getting your nutrients and stuff like that. But that's pretty, like, as far as the treatment for that, that's pretty much as far as it goes. Yeah, because we're not talking about, like you said, it's it's mental, but it's not. It's more so with how you're wired. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you're going to get rewired, which they ain't really invented that yet. Girl, they may soon. You never know, because it's EMDR, child. I can rewire brains. Yeah, I'm excited for you to try out me. So, yeah, anything else you want to add on to this? Um, I'll just say, like, 
you know, this topic came up because we saw it on Twitter. But so many people are just like self-diagnosing themselves. We need y'all to stop. (laughs) And like, ooh, me too, me too, me too. And it's like, it's really, for one, it just don't take all that. Like, don't. It's not not a bad thing to be diagnosed with something, but it's not something that you want to go around like self-diagnosing yourself with because, you know, there are a lot of people that really struggle with this for real. So, you know, just having a lack of focus or, you know, concentration, you know. Doesn't mean you have ADHD. It could be anything. You have a phone. That's what it means. It means that you have a phone and you're probably on it too much. Exactly. It's you you and that phone. Yeah. And it's good to take social media breaks, um, phone breaks, you know, have, you know, you can set your phone for, like, quiet time and, you know, an hour before bed or an hour, you know, before when you wake up, just not touching your phone, just trying to get away so that we can, like, just reconnect with the real world around us. And that way, you know, you can slowly, like, start to increase your focus on stuff mm-hmm. and meditating and stuff. I mean, these start, these things may not necessarily help you if you actually do have ADHD or, a, uh, or ADD. But if you just feel like you just naturally have, like, a lack of focus, give those things a try and see yep. see if it helps before you try to, you know, go to the extreme of saying that you have yeah. a, a diagnosis. Because there was somebody in that thread, they were like, yeah, I was misdiagnosed and I was so depressed because I could not pay attention. I had suicidal thoughts. And I'm sitting here like, sis, that's unfortunate, but it sounds like you were depressed. Right. ADHD <laughs> is not going to yeah. like, make you suicidal. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you were depressed, sis. Like, I don't, I don't think that was ADHD. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, going to... I seen somebody else in that thread saying they were going to, like... They had been to so many doctors, like, three different doctors before somebody finally gave them Adderall. And it's, like... Because Adderall is highly addictive. Well, yeah, and then it's just, like, why are you going around... Like, unless you're, you know, just how we talked about the criteria, like, unless your academic or social life or occupational life is, like, severely impacted by it, it's not really anything that you need to you know, run out and try to get treatment for. Because a lot of it, a lot of times it's manageable. It's how you wired. It's who you are. So a lot of times when you are already grown, you learn how to manage it. You you just learn how to naturally cope with it. And you know what you need, like, around you. Like, you know you need a certain type of environment. Like, oh, it needs to be quiet for me to work. Mm -hmm. Or I need to, like, step away from uh, this area. Or nobody can be around and distract me. You know, like, so you've learned what helps you. So a lot of times you don't really need treatment and you, you damn sure don't need to just be trying drugs that are addictive. Yeah. That's why they don't be prescribing Adderall and Ritalin like that because it's highly addictive. Just like Xanax. So, and most people that I know that gets prescribed Adderall, they take it as needed. They don't even be taking it like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's all for this segment and let's move into asking for a friend. Y'all, I was just jamming to our little, um, our little drops. Like, I missed this. It's been a little minute since we did an episode. Girl, it was just one week. (laughs) (laughs) 
It felt like forever. But anyway, so for asking for a friend, uh, as many of you probably saw online, um, there was the reunion for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And they brought back all the cast except for James Avery, rest in peace. But... So, they got the whole cast together, including both of the Aunt which includes uh, Janet Herbert, Hubert. And that reel that they did was so cute. It was. When she said, I said, you better sit in your bad bitch energy. Yes. She sat down like she was back in her, her kingdom. Yes. So, Janet is the Aunt Bib, but you know how there's the light skin and dark skin Aunt Bib, mm-hmm. and she was on the original cast, and then she got swapped out like it was nothing. Like, no explanation. I never no. knew the background of that until I, wa- I watched that clip. Oh, really? It, yeah, it was, like, weird. I remember, like, when I was younger, watching that and just being like, wait, so we just gonna pretend, like, mm. the aunt didn't change? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so her and Will Smith um, had a sit-down conversation and um, talked about, she talked about how difficult it was for her in Hollywood after she got labeled um, difficult by Will Smith. So, oh, I didn't know Will Smith called her difficult. Yeah, I thought it was Hollywood, like the the production that called her difficult. Well, I don't. Well, from what I could tell from the conversation, he took ownership of it. Oh, like, yeah. She was, okay. It seemed like she was like placing the blame on him, and he took ownership. So I'm assuming it she was, was. She had been beefed up with him for some time. Yeah, and like we never really saw her again. You know, she had that iconic episode where she was in the leotard and doing her dancing and stuff. Um, but yeah, I she really looked for good in that episode. And she did, bitch. Muscles everywhere, bitch. Okay. <laughs> but I don't really recall seeing her anywhere else in Hollywood after in anything she major. Didn't. And she and she said that her life was really hard after that because it was almost like she got blacklisted mm-hmm. because not only was she called um, difficult as a black woman, she's also a dark skinned black woman. Mm-hmm. And you know, Hollywood already just tends to only cast like if they're going to have black people it's simply going to be somebody that's going to be lighter skin tone mm-hmm. especially back then like now it's more like diversity when it comes to black shows a little bit you know we but, still we still got some ways to go but. oh yeah we but it, it's far more along than when it was like back then yeah and yeah they literally switched swapped her out for a light-skinned woman so that was fucked up yeah it was like the ultimate like disrespect it was so we want to just bring this up. Just basically just talk about like colorism and how it affects our communities. I know a lot of people may think it's not a real thing because um, it's the conversation of we're all black. Mm-hmm. That always comes up. And yeah. it's just like, what do you think about colorism? Well, and I think this isn't even necessarily like a colorism issue as much as it's a like labeling a black woman of, of being any black woman, whether, like, I think a light-skinned woman can come back from it, you know, bounce back quicker, but we saw, like, with Monique, after she saw this whole Fresh Prince thing go down, she was asking Tyler Perry for a public apology that he promised her because, you know, he called her difficult, uh-huh. and she got blackballed. Um, he called her difficult from Precious. Yeah, um, and she's also dark-skinned, too, though. Yeah. I think it's very much a colorist thing. Yeah. Um, because... Well, not to say that that doesn't have anything to play with it, but it's just, like, it's also, like, it's two daggers. It's the colorism, uh-huh. and it's the 
the labeling of a black woman to be anything related to difficult, angry, mad, or yeah. any of that sort. Because yeah. that just feeds into a stereotype that we so it often does. try to fight off. I think it definitely does feed into that stereotype. But I think the fact that she is darker skinned made it ten times worse. And it was mm-hmm. probably even hard for her to break into that market as it was. Like, she's mm-hmm. like dark, dark skin. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like dark skin like me. So it's just like... And then, like, natural hair. Like, she still wore her natural hair. She didn't wear, like, weaves or anything like that. Like, she was... I feel like that... I feel like she was blackballed, and I think her skin tone had a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think colorism plays in our communities and outside our communities a lot. And I think it gets really... I I think it gets downplayed. I remember I had a conversation with um, this one girl who was lighter skin tone, and she was just like, it don't matter because we all black, wooty woo. And I was was just like, well, how would you know the struggles of, like, a dark-skinned girl? And then she's like, because I'm black. And, like, she was just, (laughs) she just did not want to understand it at all. And it's just like a lot of light-skinned girls really don't think it's a thing. It's, It's odd to me. Like, it's very odd to me. I think I think that it also depends on like the area that you grew grew up as well because like I fall like in the middle like I don't consider myself light skin and I'm not dark skin either I'm just like I don't know just in the middle yeah it's brown but um I actually did used to be lighter before I moved to Texas because like living in Michigan like you just be pale uh-huh. <laughs> yeah but. Um, I was having a conversation, I've had this conversation with a couple friends about how growing up in Michigan, like, I understand what, what you said that girl was talking about, like, we're all black, because that's how I was growing up in Michigan. Like, yes, it was like, it, it like, the light skin, dark skin thing wasn't as much as a, of a thing versus, like, mixed, because up there, it wasn't like, like, I didn't, I didn't even, I don't think I saw, like, a Hispanic or very much diversity, you know, of course we had, like, Asians that owned the the nail salons and all that, but it was mostly, like, you were either black, white, or both, and, like, Uh the mixed girls took precedent over everything. It didn't matter if you was light-skinned, black girl, dark-skinned, black girl. People want the mixed chick with the good hair. Yeah. So, I could kind of see what she says if if she grew up in, like, that type of environment, because the whole, like, colorism thing didn't become, like, a huge thing for me that I became aware of until moving to Texas. Yeah, but also how do you know it wasn't a colorism thing up going on if you wasn't dark skinned? Right. I mean, if yeah. you're not dark skinned. Probably because you didn't experience it. Yeah. But but I also just, ex- I just know that like everybody, it didn't matter who, it, you could have been the prettiest light skinned girl if it was a, a pretty mixed girl. You got, she trumped you. Yeah, I think that's anywhere. Because the closer to white you are, the better. Yeah. Yeah. But Unfortunately. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and, like, her being replaced on this show with a light-skinned woman after that being was, called difficult... That you, was... That's that's the T right there. That's the part where I'm like, that the disrespect. Yeah. That, that's like, so you disrespectful. You got a fair-skinned woman who is pleasant to work with because y'all didn't say she was difficult. Yeah. And, like, she replaced this difficult dark-skinned woman. Like, it, that was, like, the ultimate, like, yeah, it was it was two slaps in the face. Very. It was just so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I feel like the colorist thing is still pre- very present 
And I just think at the same time, it's just kind of hard to understand unless you fall into that range of like dark skin tone. Mm-hmm. Cause people just, I think people think that like we be over exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I think black people are black women already got that difficult, you know, um, label on us. But when you're dark skinned it's like it, people automatically think you're that. Like literally. And then even with guys, like or like when you go out, like you know, let's say you go out and then you see at the um, you see at the clubs, the all the most of the bottle girls are like mixed or light skinned. Mm-hmm. And if they do have a dark skinned girl, it's the token dark skinned girl. Yeah. Like just like it's a token black she, like, girl. Skinny with yeah. like big boobs and, and like, big long booty. Weave. Yeah, long weave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the token black girl, dark skinned girl. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just just like it's prominent like the token black person in like the workforce and around white people is real. I think the token dark skinned girl is um very prominent as well. Yeah. And I just hope it just I don't know what we need to do in order to make it go away but i do think we are embracing dark skin more yeah um compared in the past um because yeah i get compliments all the time now like people literally compliment me on my skin tone all the time and it's just kind of it takes me it's when it first started happening i was shocked i was just like what my skin tone you was looking cute yesterday friend I was. Thank you, Fran. Mm-hmm. It was, well, well, like, I mean, every time we go out, you, you look cute. But, like, it was the white shirt. Like, oh, okay. Skin. Okay, you thank you, Fran. I was like, oh, bitch, we out. We out, out. We outside. <laughs> so, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's getting better. And I think, like, we can, I know we blame social media for a lot of stuff, but we can also thank social media mm-hmm. for, like, put in dark skin women in a different light and it's like a lot of photo shoots that people do that kind of flatter our skins like we figuring out colors that look good on us even mm-hmm. like the pages that promote like dark skin women mm-hmm. and so we can definitely thank social media for like helping you know with that bias a little yeah. bit yeah because i definitely social media has exposed me to a lot of different um just issues and stuff, but then also like being able to see these celebrities like Ryan Destiny, yeah, like you know, all um, Justine Sky, like these are dark skinned women that are like beautiful and like they don't look like necessarily like to me, like the token dark skinned girl, yeah, per se. But it's just like you can easily find, yeah, them now, like you easily find dark skinned women that are like on top of their shit and just like inspiring to watch. Yeah. It's a girl that I follow. What's her name? Actually, she has, like, over... Girl, it's crazy, because I've, um, I've been following her for a long time. And I remember she had 5,000 followers, and now she's almost at 200K. What? Like, yeah, her Instagram is idesign8. Let me see. Do I follow her? What does she do? Did she go she, viral? She does... Uh, I don't know if she went oh, viral, but she does so fashion. Yeah, she's See, and cute. I love seeing dark-skinned girls like this. Like you said, like we were saying, like it is a token dark-skinned girl. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool to see other dark-skinned girls that I feel like I look like. Yeah. Because with the token dark-skinned girls, I'm like, I don't look like her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... She don't really represent me. So it's cool to see dark-skinned girls with 4C hair Mm-hmm. Getting the love, like Lupita and all that, getting the love and recognition yes. that we deserve. So, yeah. so if y'all want to follow her, her her ad name is like the the letter I, Design Eight. So it's I D E S I G N, the number eight. And uh, she's a style blogger, but like I I've been following her. She I don't think she went 
I mean, she may have gone viral, but I've been following her for like a few years, and like I just seen her like putting in the work of like different having different photo shoots and like just constantly putting out content. Mm-hmm. So, and now she has a YouTube channel and stuff, and she, you know, I just love to see dark skinned women. I'd love to see any black woman women uh, winning, hence United Black Women. Yeah, but um, I also really love to see dark skinned women winning because. <laughs> It's been so many times where dark skinned women have been overlooked or exploited mm-hmm. for music videos because that was like the only time when you think of Brooke, remember what's her Brooke Bailey? Yeah, and then she's not even dark skinned like that. That's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like the token dark skinned girl. Mm-hmm. Like she brown skinned, but like now it's actually more. <laughs> speaking of, and that now it's more like actual like dark skinned dark skinned girls. Um, that's in a spotlight and we mm-hmm. need that representation we really do <laughs> so um, yeah that's all we got for asking for a friend today so um if you do have any questions for us we i did deactivate the advice um uh, email but if you have any questions for us y'all can email <laughs> us yeah i was just like girl i'm paying for all these emails and i'm barely using them <laughs> so if y'all do have any questions please email us at, at inquiries at selfcaregang.com so, or yeah. DM our page. Or DM our page. We'll probably start posting more for y'all to actually just DM us to do it. That may be easier for y'all because y'all be acting like y'all be wanting to email. Right. But when I ask questions on my page, they be asking questions then. So, yeah, follow us on Instagram, selfcare.gang, on Twitter, selfcaregangpod. Um, and, you know, show us love, subscribe, leave us good comments, um, leave us um, good ratings, and we'll see y'all next week.